You can't make it far in life without having wise guides pointing out good directions on uncertain paths. I pray you've had parents, pastors, coaches, teachers, and bosses who have guided you, but are you actually following their instructions? It's time to go the second mile and adhering to wise counsel. Hey, this is Travis Agnew, and thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 541, where he says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, we want to go the second mile. We want to do more than just the bare minimum and the mediocre kind of existence that so many people get accustomed to in following Jesus. We want to follow him as closely as we possibly can. And so that's why for the month of August, we are looking at the life and example of Rehoboam and trying to avoid some of the mistakes that he made. And so today, I want to talk to you uh, from his example as kind of a starting point in 1 Kings chapter 12 about what does it mean to adhere to wise counsel. Uh, And you may say, man, I don't need any wise counsel because I'm so wise myself. Well, that's cute. But in reality, uh, we all need people uh, that are guiding us along the way, right? Uh, Luke Skywalker needed Yoda, uh, Frodo needed Gandalf, and you need somebody. Uh, You need somebody who's a little older, a little bit wiser, maybe a little bit more mature, of somebody who's walked down the path uh, because... I don't care how old you are or how much you've experienced. I don't care how qualified you are or how far you've climbed the corporate ladder, how well you've done in school. The reality is this. There are some things that God's Spirit teaches us, and there are certain things that life just teaches us. And before you make a major decision, sometimes it's very helpful to make sure you have wise people uh, who are going to speak the truth, even if it hurts, right? Um, it's the people that we need are, that are speaking that wise counsel are people who honestly prioritize what God would have for us rather than what we would want. And uh, sometimes those people are hard to find. And sometimes they're there and they're speaking. We just don't want to listen. And so I want to look at his example today and pull some uh, lessons that we can so that we can adhere to wise counsel when the opportunities present themselves for us. So let me catch you up in 1 Kings chapter 12. Uh, This guy named Rehoboam, his father was Solomon. Now he's the king and his opponents and the people are wanting to see what type of king he's going to be. And so this is what they ask him. They said, okay, uh, your father was really harsh on us, but if you would just lighten the load a little bit, we'll serve you no problem. And so Rehoboam is thinking about his father's legacy and what he's going to do and how that impacts his decisions. And so this is what he does. Um, he actually, the first step, uh, we did notice that he did not uh, seek the Lord. Um, going to start with, at least, uh, we don't see any evidence of him praying. But he does something, I would say, that was kind of wise. In 1 Kings uh, chapter 12, verse 6, says, Then King Rehoboam consulted with the elders who had served his father Solomon when he was alive, asking, How do you advise me to respond to this people? They replied, well, today, if you will be a servant to this people and serve them, and if you respond to them by speaking kind words to them, they will be your servants forever. 
but he rejected the advice of the elders who had advised him and consulted with the young men who had grown up with him and attended, attended him. So uh, get this picture if you can. Um, Rehoboam has this decision that he's got his father's legacy um, and he's wanting to start his administration in a way. And so while he doesn't seek the Lord and he's struggling with what people think about his dad and how it relates to him, he does at least start by going to wise counsel. And so he goes to these guys, and they're the elders. They've been around longer than him. They serve maybe in his father's cabinet or in key areas of administration and providing counsel for Solomon. And they just said, look, if you'll just speak kindly to them, right, like that goes a long way. And I think most of you here know this, that uh, sometimes it's not even what you say, but how you say it, right? They said, look, if you'll just speak kindly to them, and if you will desire to serve them, right, I know that you're the king and I know that you're the leader, but you don't have to be prideful. You don't have to be haughty. You don't have to push people around to always get your agenda. Like if you would just be a servant, right, the type of person who wants what's best for the nation, not just best for you. And if you'll just speak kindly to them, I think you're going to be fine. And I think that uh, people will follow an example like that. Uh, and, and they'll be your servants forever is what they said. And, and I really do think what an example that is. I said, look, if you'll just not make this about you, uh, but consider other people and how they're doing and how you can uh, encourage them and help them, then I think you're going to be fine. Just decide you're going to serve them. And the way that you speak to them, just speak kindly. So it's, it's, it's words and it's actions and you're not going to have any problem. They're going to follow you, and they're going to follow you forever. And then what does he do? He rejects the advice. Um, it doesn't say why. It just says he rejects it, and then he decides to go with the counsel of his buddies that he grew up with. And we'll look at them in next week's podcast episode uh, just to un unpack exactly what they're saying. Uh, but deep down, what we see here is that Solomon was not struggling with uh, knowledge or understanding or advice. Uh, the tragedy of Rehoboam was not ignorance. It was unwillingness. He knew what he should do, but he was unwilling to do it when the time actually came for him to do it. So a friend of mine once said that there's a difference between stupidity and ignorance. If you look at the definition of what these words are, ignorance says uh, you didn't know something. Uh, stupidity is you just made an unwise decision. So think about it this way. Ignorance says I didn't know. Stupidity is I knew I did it anyway, right? So there are some times in life where I've realized that someone says, hey, don't do this. Uh, and I said, oh, I didn't know. Like, that was a rule, right? Okay, that's cool. So that's ignorance. You didn't know. Um, stupidity or rebellion, defiance is I knew it and I did it anyway. Like, there, there's a difference here. And the tragedy of Rehoboam in this story was not ignorance. It was unwillingness. He knew what he needed to do. He was just unwilling to do it. And so with this, there, there comes alongside uh, you to consider this. Are you willing to learn from other people? Uh, like Rehoboam, maybe you've got a decision that you need to make and you've got all kinds of people in your ear and you're trying to figure out what God would want you to do, but it comes down to what are you going to do uh, with this? And a lot of times we don't want to listen to a counsel because we think we ought to be able to figure this out all on our own and to actually ask for advice or help is a sign of weakness. 
And that type of an American individualistic, prideful, haughty spirit uh, is not of God. And we've got to get to the place where I don't care if you're the CEO, I don't care if you're the lead pastor, I don't care if you're the parent, I don't care if you're 70 years old, I don't care how many titles you've got or how many degrees you've got. We are never ever going to get to a place where we are graduated from still the need of healthy mentors in our life, or at least healthy counsel that is pointing us in a Godward direction. If pride keeps you from learning from others, you will repeat unnecessary mistakes. So if you're too prideful or you can't learn from somebody else who's saying, okay, I think in this situation you should do this and act this way and speak this way. If you're too prideful to learn that lesson, you're going to repeat unnecessary mistakes. There are mistakes we're going to make, but sometimes I just want to bang my head and go on. Sometimes we make mistakes that are just unnecessary. They're uncalled for. They don't have to happen. But why do we do it? Because we won't listen to the people in our lives. Now, when I say wise counsel, I know typically you do think of somebody who's older and wiser. Um, they've got gray in their hair or no hair, right? And they kind of had this Yoda-like kind of quality about them where you're struggling and you want to go to them, and they're going to teach you in that way. Sometimes wise counsel, uh, while it may come from a mentor, sometimes it comes from a partner or friend, um, somebody who uh, is walking alongside your life. Counsel, wise counsel can come from somebody even younger from you. And so here's what I want to at least ask you to consider is that when you think about adhering to wise counsel, um, I've heard people and I've even thought this, look, I know everybody's telling me that I ought to go right, but I really think I need to go left. And you just kind of want to like really think, really consider, really dive in and go, is it wise that all the people in my life are telling me to go the opposite direction of how I feel? Now, if you believe it to be a God-ordained thing, that you can go to Scripture, and Scripture is telling you, no, this is how you need to obey, then you need to consider if everybody's disagreeing with that, you've got some bad counsel in your life. But if there are godly people who love God more than they love your happiness, that are all saying the same thing, uh, all pointing you in the same direction, all saying that maybe maybe it's not even a direction. Maybe they just all say, hey, we see this quality in your life or this, this trait that's not healthy, and you keep saying, well, I don't think I have it, but everybody else sees it, but you won't admit it. That's nothing other than pride. And so here, here's the deal. If everybody, maybe your your parents, your kids, your spouse, your friends, your pastor, uh, co-workers all go, hey, we see this in you and we're concerned and you go, I don't see it. I don't think it's there. Then pride has really gotten a hold of you and you're unwilling to say, you know what, maybe I need to listen to somebody else's instruction here. Here's the thing. Um, we've got to get to the place where we realize none of us are perfect. None of us are completely wise. And God has gifted us with counsel all around our lives. Rehoboam had some godly men who had seen Solomon at his best, and they'd also seen him at his worst. And here they were, a new chapter in Israel's history, and they had the opportunity to advise a new king, and they said the right thing. Hey, don't be prideful. Don't be arrogant. Don't be haughty. Be a servant and just speak kindly. Don't speak harshly to the people. And I think they'll want to follow a leader like that. 
But Rehoboam did the exact opposite of that, and he completely abandoned that counsel for what he wanted to do, whatever felt right. Instead of listening to wise instruction, he just listened to it, what his heart said to do, and it got him into a whole lot of trouble, and in fact, the whole nation suffered because of it. And I want to avoid you that same mistake. So look for the wise counsel, people who are following God. Listen to what they say, and not only hear it, but could you follow after it as well? I hope to see you on the second model.